The Commercial Real Estate Show is an informative radio program for thought-provoking enlightenment. The show, nor the station, host, or guests through the show audio are providing legal, accounting, or other fiduciary advice. For representation to suit your specific requirements, engage an experienced professional familiar with your company, property sector, and market area. For recommendations to professional providers to suit your endeavors, you're invited to contact the host at commercialrealestateshow.com. Enjoy. Welcome to the Commercial Real Estate Show. Thanks for joining us to lead, learn, and laugh. Learn market knowledge and best practices to lead your company's success. And that's whatever type of company you work with. And laugh, yes, we have to have some fun along the way. Well, hello, I'm Michael Bull, your host to the world of commercial real estate. Thank you for joining us. Well, today we're going to explore the U.S. multifamily market. You know, apartments have been a very hot sector, with cap rates compressing to pre-recession records and impressive occupancy and rate growth in most all markets. All this in an economy with slow job growth and continued economic uncertainty related to deficit spending. Well, today we'll look at the apartment market, including what to expect as construction of new apartments continues to ramp up and the housing market begins to improve. Let's start with a perspective of the market with Ron Johnsey, president with Axiometrics, an industry-leading apartment research firm. They survey more than 18,000 properties every month in over 300 markets, in over 1,000 submarkets, totaling more than 4.8 million units. Ron, thanks for joining us today. Glad to be here, Michael. Well, John, I just want to ask you to start off, you know, how did 2012 end up? Uh, did we have a continued improved performance across the country? Well, uh, 2012 ended well. It, it was it was down from, uh, let's say, the, the U.S. apartment market really peaked in July of 2011 with effective rent growth of 5.3%. Uh, 2012 ended up at 3.6%, so you can see that we're down. Uh, Twenty. Uh, 11 uh, effective rent growth is about 4.2 percent. However, another good thing to keep in mind about it is we saw occupancy increase. And so in the apartment market, when you have a situation where you're increasing rents, even though this pace is a little bit less than, let's say, the peak at 5.3, 3.6 percent in 2012 is really good. But we saw the occupancy rate go up. We went up by 60 basis points. So if you're in the business and you're able to push your rents and still increase your occupancy, that's a good thing. Yeah, that's an excellent thing. Well, what yeah. do you expect moving forward uh, throughout 2013? Well, you know, some people accused us in the industry of being a little bit bullish, but we cover so many markets. And so what we're seeing is that some of the markets that were performing really well uh, in 2012, their growth is decelerating. But we have markets that were late recovery markets, and so they're starting to go up. So maybe this is a little aggressive, but we're seeing effective rent growth to be the same, about 3.6%. But again, we're seeing the oxy rate move up, and again, by 60 basis points. So this time it's going to go from about 94.3 to almost 95%. And then if we take our models and we look out over a three- to five-year horizon, we do not see any trouble for the overall U.S. apartment market. We see rent growth in the 3% range. We see oxy rates average around 94.5, 94.6. So... Unless the economy really tanks, uh, we ought to do well. Now, the big problem is going to be the potential for oversupply, and that's very sub. You know, you take markets, and then you look at certain submarkets, and the problems can be in certain submarkets uh, for oversupply. And three point six rate growth for two thousand and thirteen. I mean, 
how bullish is that? I mean, if you look back at historic rate growth throughout the years, uh, how does it compare? Well, I, I would say it would probably be one of the better years. Uh, if you get anything over 3%, you're really doing well in the apartment business. So historically, it is still really great. You know, what happened to the apartment market was uh, we had the trough in 2009, and rents fell by over uh, 6%. Oxy went down to about 90%, but there was no supply built for a number of years. And as a result of that, when 2010 hit, it was like a light switch uh, was flicked. And all of a sudden, we were off to the races. Because we survey monthly, we started noticing that we were going from these negative growth rates to positive and, you know, slightly positive and then and on and on and on. And so, uh, you know, the, you know, 3% plus is really good. And uh, I think we're going to be in that range for the uh, foreseeable future. Well, the apartment sector is unique in that it can move pretty quickly with the short-term leases, not as quickly as the hotel industry, but certainly quicker than industrial and and uh, retail and the others. Well, what about classes of properties, Ron? How are, say, Class A properties performing and improving as compared to B product? Well, you hit on a really uh, good point. Uh, because of the nature of the leases are short-term, that means renters can uh, move out and look for a better deal. So what we're seeing today is uh, effective rent growth for Class A properties is declining uh, in some markets uh, quite rapidly. And we call 2012 the year of filling in. It was a year of uh, where Class C properties became better occupied and started having some some uh, effective rent growth. On the other hand, we saw the A properties starting to reduce their growth rates. And this is this is all natural when you've gone through uh, a number of years where rents have really uh, gone up rapidly. Then the impact is going to be. Uh, uh, to slow that down and give you sort of a an outlier example, you look at San Francisco, uh, they raised their rents like 6% in 2010, but almost 20% in 2011. So that's 26% increase in rents. And by the way, the level of rents in that market are some of the highest in the country. So you're going up 20% in two years. Well, in 2012, rents actually declined. So we're seeing that effect going on, you know, throughout throughout the uh, country. And it also gets in another little peeve of mine is that a lot of, uh, let's call it investors, tend to look at the MSA's effective rent growth. Well, that doesn't tell the story. If you had, for example, looked at Atlanta, Atlanta's Class A properties in 2010 increased rent 6.7%. In 2011, it was 64 But if you look at the overall MSA effective rent growth, it was only 3.1% in 2011. Whereas what you know drugged down that overall market rate was the Class C, and so we've gone to a flip flop. We've seen in 2011 Atlanta Class A rents increasing 6.4; they only increased 3.1 in 2012. However, Class C in Atlanta uh, zoomed up 6.4 percent. So renters are trying to control their housing cost, and so what what a renter will do when they get a renewal. And my daughter is a prime example. She's in a really high rent. Uh, property in downtown Dallas. They've increased her rents 10% two years in a row, over $200 a month. She's now looking to move out. And so I think we're starting to run into that. And that sort of segues into another issue we're faced with in some of these better markets is oversupply. And for example, in a number of these markets where you've had these big increases in rents, that's where the supply uh, has has been concentrated. 
So the issue then is which markets might, you know, be oversupplied, uh, you know, this year. And what are the levels of new deliveries compared to previous years? Well, this is this is the year when you break it down by units. In 2012, we were uh, we were you know delivering about 85,000 units nationally. In 2013, that's going to almost double. It's going up to 168,000. So we're seeing a huge increase. This is sort of a watershed year. This is what I call the first derivative or first wave of uh, new supply that's hitting the market, and uh, we need to see how that you know how that's going to work out. Obviously. Uh, we're starting to see some slowdown in absorption rates, uh, and there, but it's real spotty. You know, when 2010 started, uh, really, you know, recovering uh, the the you know the the developers that were able to get the money to finance new deals went out and and did it primarily in the urban cores. So you've got a number of urban cores like Seattle, downtown Queen Anne, Dallas, Oakland, uh, Houston's in the Montrose River Oak area. Where you have a lot of supply being delivered into those markets, and so those are the ones we need need to watch. As a matter of fact, what we say is, close to one third of the nation's deliveries will just be in Dallas, uh, the District of Columbia, New York, Seattle, Austin, and Houston. So, those markets are the markets we really need to look at and worry about oversupply having a big impact uh, on their performance. Okay, and we're short on the end of the break here, but where do you see opportunities for investors? or developers in the current market? I mean, you're bullish on the market, and you're also saying that B and C is filling in. So are B and C where some good opportunities are for uh, growth? Yeah, absolutely. Even though we haven't covered cap rates here, the the B and certainly C category trade at much higher cap rates. So if you can find A sub-markets where there are B and C properties, and you can buy them at a lower cap rate, and you can get better performance in the short run. Uh, I think Atlanta is one of the top markets uh, that ought to be looked at uh, for new development, uh, and and we really feel like, for example, Southern California is going to start coming back. It'll be stronger. Uh, you know, Orlando, Tampa uh, should be really uh, good markets uh, to invest in uh, this year. Okay, well, great. Well, we've got an Atlanta apartment broker in the studio today, so he's glad to, <laughs> glad to hear that. Well, uh, uh, Ron, thanks for joining us today. We sure appreciate uh, your insight. Thank you, Michael. Appreciate it. If you like more information from Ron Johnsey and Axiometrics, their website is axiometrics.com. That's A-X-I-O-Metrics.com. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll get back. We'll have a more perspective on the U.S. multifamily market. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. The Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by your friends at Bull Realty. When your business requires proven performance, visit bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. If you'd like to know the absolute latest on any commercial real estate-related subjects, check out our on-demand show podcasts. For example, we had recent shows featuring leading commercial real estate trainers providing tips for 2013. We also had a show on strategies for banks and lenders related to non-performing notes and OREO. We also had shows featuring forecasts on the office, retail, and industrial sectors. You can access these shows anytime on your smartphone or computer. Just visit iTunes or the show website, 
commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're discussing the apartment market. Please welcome Jerry Wilkinson. He is media past president of the National Apartment Association, and he is also president of Wilkinson Group. And they have lots of companies underneath that that group as well. They own and manage 35 communities throughout the southeast, and he's only been in the business for 30 years. So (laughs) you'll see. The National Apartment Association is America's leading advocate for the multifamily industry. The association is comprised of more than 55,000 multi-housing companies, representing more than 6 million apartment units throughout the United States and Canada. Jerry, thanks for joining us. My pleasure, Michael. Please also welcome Andy Lunsberg, VP, the Apartment Group with Bull Realty. The Apartment Group at Bull Realty focuses on assisting clients with the acquisition and disposition of apartment communities in the Southeast U.S. Andy, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Also, please welcome Norman Ratto, CEO of Radco Companies. Radco Companies is a national real estate development company with extensive experience managing and repositioning well over $4 billion of distressed real estate. The firm, which was founded in 1994, is based in Atlanta and maintains business in uh, Los Angeles and Naples, Florida. Uh, Norman, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. And uh, Jerry, I'd like to, to start with you. And, and your communities throughout the southeast, what are you seeing for demand levels and tenant traffic uh, for some of the various properties? Well, th- we're seeing a continual increase, but I think, as Ron mentioned, the, the increases, the level of increase is de- decreasing. The uh, last three years, I think, have been a year of, of, of growth. We've seen uh, vacancies drop in all properties, and particularly last year, vacancies drop in not only A, but B and C. We've seen some significant rental increases, but I think what we're seeing uh, is a slowing down. The, we cannot push vacancies much more. Concessions are gone. And I think we're seeing the potential of rental increases slow down. We're seeing demand. Uh, and demand for uh, for our, our properties is spotty. Uh, in some markets, very good. It's driven to a large degree by the job creation in the markets. We're in some of the secondary markets that are slowing down. Augusta, Georgia is, is one that is, ha- is, is slowing down. But some are increasing. It's very sub-market driven. I think the trend is up. I think the thing that we're seeing and believe overall is this is a year of, 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 of growth, but it's going to be more difficult. And until the economy approves uh, overall, we're not going to be able to push rents much further. I see. And Norman, what are you seeing in uh, your communities? Well, Michael, we've been concentrating on the uh, B and C sector, and we've done that because we think that's where the first job growth will occur. Uh, we're seeing a shift from the higher uh, higher income jobs uh, to the uh, more thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollar jobs. People who will not be able to buy homes will be renters for a long, long time. So we're concentrating in that sector because we think we're gonna we're gonna dominate in the first uh, beginning of the um, recovery, and we also think we're gonna get some uh, um, uh, get more tenants from the A class uh, um, uh, demographic as they're pushed out by price. And go into into the B uh, into the B asset class. So we're very bullish. I agree with Jerry that some areas are a little spotty. However, uh, in our section of concentrating on C and B class assets, we're seeing continued growth, and we're very bullish for this year. In addition, we uh, have been buying uh, distressed B and C class properties. So just bringing them to market uh, gives us extraordinary uh, growth in income and. Uh, uh, so we haven't really hit up against those market forces yet. Yeah, well, that makes sense. I mean, that's uh, I guess what Ron was saying that as the Class A rents uh, increase, 
you're going to see more push down to tenants moving into to B and then from from B into C and uh, there's not like they're building any more B and C out there, that, are they? That's what I say all the time. <laughs> and Andy, what are you seeing as you're you're buying and selling the apartments in the market? I'm still seeing demand levels continue to be pretty high. Um, a lot of owners I work with are seeing very low vacancy, if any. And a lot of them actually, especially in some of the core in-town markets, uh, have waiting lists, which they haven't had in years. So it's been very positive. Um, I actually own several properties myself, and I'm experiencing the same exact thing. They're all in the uh, in-town core markets. And I've got waiting lists. I've got a handful of tenants every time I have a turnover. And it's, it's been a very positive thing. Well, it sounds like as a broker, I should call you then. <laughs> Let's get those sold for you. Well, housing is starting to recover nationally. And I wanted to ask you guys, are you starting to see any effect from on the apartment market yet from that, Jerry? We are. Uh, it is starting to recover. I think uh, it's going to be a slower recovery than some people think. I think the, the uh, mortgage is very difficult to get a mortgage. Uh, we're beginning to see that. We welcome that in the apartment business. We think that the creation of housing is good. The jobs that are involved in creating housing is what has driven many markets, including Atlanta, is the, is the home market. The one thing that we're seeing also, the one of the things, big picture, that we're seeing is that the, uh, the housing is affecting, and that is qualified subcontractors. Mm-hmm. One of the issues I think that uh, we can talk about later it deals with availability of, of people to produce this new product and many of the uh, organizations that were producing new product are having trouble even now in the tough economy bringing people in. So, And housing will draw qualified contractors. So we're seeing the effect. I think it will be uh, hopefully controlled, uh, and, uh, and we view recovering the housing overall as a good thing. Well, I think that's a good point, even for the apartment market, because you know the housing market can create a lot of jobs. Uh, especially in some of the markets in the southeast where you guys are, are working. And, Norman, what are you seeing? Has the housing market affected uh, your traffic, your tenant traffic yet? Well, I agree with Jerry. We're uh, not going to be agreeing with Jerry a lot since <laughs> we, uh, we see a lot of the same things. But firstly about housing, mm-hmm. some of this increase is phantom mm-hmm. because the hedge funds have been coming in with billion-dollar investments and buying 1,000, 2,000 homes in one sub-market at a time. It sort of artificially creates um, uh, creates data that may be misinterpreted. Mm-hmm. So I think we should be careful about that. And in fact, what it's doing is uh, almost the opposite. It's it's actually creating more uh, leasable units because they're buying them to lease. So we're seeing competition from uh, houses that are being bought by these funds who are now trying to lease them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that um, it's almost a um, it's almost a uh, uh, it's just a, it's a paradigm shift I don't think anyone's ever seen before. It'll be very interesting to see how that plays out in the market. In only one market that we're in, one micro market, are we seeing competition from houses, and that's because houses had colla- pricing in that submarket collapsed, not because they're increasing, but because they have decreased and bottomed. Are those tenants buying those houses or renting them? They're buying those houses and, okay. and renting, but the but the I think the anecdote that proves the point is. One of our assistant managers who makes $30,000 a year is closing on her home next week. How is that possible? Mm-hmm. And Because in that sub-market, uh, the prices have collapsed, and she's buying a home for $40,000. And so when you have that, uh, we do get competition. But we don't see that in the bigger cities where housing prices are, uh, are much firmer. 
Okay. We're going to have to take a quick break. When we get back, we're going to talk about is it the time to buy right now and what are some of the factors, other factors that could, could affect the market moving forward. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Commercial Real Estate Show is brought to you in part by France Media. France Media provides exposure to the world of commercial real estate. Visit francemediainc.com or call 404-832-8262. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. How would you like people to come to your website to hear the Commercial Real Estate Show? Well, you can now download a free widget allowing your site visitors to access show videos and audio podcasts right on your website. Just visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com and look for the widget on the homepage. You can see how it works and easily download it to your site, and after you load it, it works automatically. Well, today we're discussing the U.S. apartment market. My guests are Jerry Wilkinson, Andy Lunsberg, and Norman Ratto. And... Andy, I'd like to start with you on this one and ask you, what are some of the factors bolstering apartment performance in this cycle? Why is the sector still performing well? Um, most importantly, on the tenant side of things, a lot of it has to do with the single family and condo markets and the recent real estate crash, if you will. Um, I think a lot of tenants out there either got affected by the economy or job loss or whatever, or foreclosures, and now don't have the credit they used to, don't have the money for down payments. And so they're forced into being renters. And I think a lot of that just kind of affects, obviously, drives the apartment market and creates more demand for uh, units. I think as the economy improves further, you'll see some of those and people start to um, and, and, and job growth get better. I think you'll see a lot of tenants start to be able to move back out into buying houses and getting out of the apartment market. So I think that'll ultimately flip. But I think we still have uh, several years to go. On the landlord buyer side, I think you know the obvious things are going to be some of the attractive financing out there, historically low interest rates, along with the the fact that we're seeing extremely low vacancy rates and uh, and very high rents and rent growth. So I think um, and, and and some other things about the apartment market too are just the safety of the sector. Uh, people are always going to need a place to live. So I think uh, that and just the overall positive outlook for the next couple of years is is really driving demand. Well, those are good points. And, Norman, what are you seeing? What, what is making... Let me add a couple things to that, if I could. Sure. I think that if you look at the factors behind this, Jerry, uh, demographics, 28 to 35 group is, is coming in. We've seen a significant decrease in the percentage of home ownership from 69 to 66, and each, million, each percentage drop is a million more, more residents. We've seen a lot of people double up. One of the things that has also happened that the people in the apartment business are watching is the apartment market, apartment leasing, renting is now viewed as an attractive auction option. Several years ago, many, uh, a few years, just a few years ago, people did not necessarily rent by choice. Yeah, you were a nobody if you rented back you then. You were a nobody. And now it's impressive. Now you can, <laughs> you, you rent for flexibility and the yeah. concept of leasing. One other thing I think that's going to continue to bode well for the, for the wind that we have at our back is even the young buyers who are coming out from 28 to 34 of the young people, so many of them have so much debt from college. If you look at the college debt that they, that, that they have assumed, 
and I see a young lady smiling across from me, <laughs> that will slow down the, the process of people who even choose to buy a house, buying a house. So I think we've got a lot of tailwinds from several factors as we move forward to the market. Okay. And I think Andrew, uh, uh, Andrew mentioned a word he didn't elaborate on, but it's a four-letter word now, uh, the condo market. Mm-hmm. The condo market has basically frozen. There's no new supply of condos coming online in most cities except maybe D.C. or New York or Miami. So other than that, there's no new supply. In 2007, when we hit a peak in, the apart- in, in apartment valuations, we were competing against a, a, a huge increase in supply in condominiums. You're not seeing that today. So apartments don't have that natural competitor now. I don't foresee that this year. Uh, and next year, we'll, 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 who knows? But today, I see no competition from the condo side of the business. Yeah, I think some people are surprised that the apartment market is still so strong. And I think because we're in such a slow recovery that the, the apartment market can stay stronger than, than people really realize. Of course, we don't want to overbuild in some markets. But uh, And, uh, well, is it time to buy, gentlemen? I mean, the Fed has promised record low interest rates through 2015. Should investors be using this cheap money and be out buying apartments, Norman? Absolutely not. Just ask that they please wait until I buy some more in my <laughs> markets and they can buy from me in 2014. And why is that? Yeah. Because first, the federal government is really subsidizing our industry. We're the only industry that, uh, that the federal government is supplying us liquidity, both from HUD, Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae. Uh, and so we have, we have uh, that no other, uh, no other uh, sector in real estate has. Yeah, you've got great financing in this sector. We've got great financing, and that's driving down the rates for CMBS loans, which are now coming back in the market, and from insurance companies and, in fact, regional community banks that are competing with Freddie and Fannie and HUD. So we're seeing interest rates uh, and competition. We're also seeing, uh, we're also seeing, um, uh, uh, we're seeing the uh, loan to values going up, uh, so less equity is needed, and you're not seeing that in the retail or commercial sectors. So I think that's that's uh, very important. When you see cap rates now in some classes, like the A class, equal to the cap rates of 07, and you wonder, gee, do we hit another uh, another uh, ceiling? The fact is that then interest rates were going up, rents were coming down. Now it's just the opposite. This is the time to buy. A quick break. More on the apartment industry. We'll be right back. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Does your company provide professional services to the commercial real estate industry? The Commercial Real Estate Show is an excellent way to reach your target audience. For advertising options, visit CommercialRealEstateShow.com or call 888-612-SHOW. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We're dancing in the studio is allowed. It's a crazy studio here, I tell you. Well, we have some very interesting shows coming up for you, including shows featuring updates and forecasts on the single-tenant net lease market and a show on the 2013 tax changes and how they may affect commercial real estate. We'll also have a show where we'll share strategies for investing in the distressed market. Be sure to catch shows of special interest to you. Sign up for a once-a-week email announced the show topic at the homepage of commercialrealestateshow.com. Well, today we're discussing the U.S. apartment market with Jerry Wilkinson, Andy Lunsberg, and Norman Ratto. And, uh, Jerry, is it time to buy apartments? We, uh, 
it's time to be very, very careful. It's going to be very difficult to buy this year. The, mm-hmm. the danger, I think, in buying this year is if you believe interest rates are going to go up, and sometime I believe they are going to go up. As interest rates go up, cap rates will go up. So the exit strategy that, that you have to have to get out is will you be able to sell at, at a higher cap rate than you're buying? And will, if they go up 200 basis points, interest rates go up 200 basis points, and cap rates go up, you cannot improve operations enough. So we're being very cautious. We're selling uh, some of the older assets. We're looking to buy, but it's going to be a very difficult year in some ways to buy. Andy? I think if you're a long-term holder, I think it's a good time to buy, especially uh, in some of the core markets because, uh, A, because of the low interest rates and, B, and availability financing. And, B, we're seeing a lot of properties that, you know, we haven't seen come onto the market in a long time simply because a lot of owners that have owned these things for 20, 30, 40 years um, are now looking to get out and uh, sell while the market's hot. So if you're a long-term holder and you want to buy up some well-located, uh, unique properties and take advantage of the financing, I mean, now's the time. Okay. If it's time to buy, Norman, what types of properties is Radco in the market to acquire? Well, we're looking first at, because Jerry's concerns are are, um, uh, are ones that we consider every day, we're trying to buy below the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're, we're looking at bank-owned assets, maybe receiver-managed, so they're undermanaged, undercapitalized, have deferred maintenance, and they need uh, they need uh, aggressive hands-on management and capital to bring them to the market. So we don't have to worry about whether uh, uh, whether rents are going up three percent, five percent, seven percent. The market's already ten or twenty percent ahead of those uh, specific assets. So we love buying that kind of stuff, and you know we live and breathe turnaround. So we just love uh, buying those type of assets. Those are harder to find as banks have. Uh, have uh, sold off a lot of their portfolio. Uh, so we're now also looking for stories. Uh, we're looking at a lot of B-class properties, getting bridge financing and converting it to a, to a long-term financing through the agencies uh, a, a few months or a year later. Uh, we're doing that because of unique aspects of the Freddie and Fannie programs where you can borrow more in a refinance than on an acquisition. So we're finding that can drive returns. Uh, again, we're still buying stories where there's a mark-to-market op- market opportunity uh, so that we sort of um, uh, offset some of that concern about where the market is going. And one thing about what Jerry said, and he's absolutely right, that we have to look at interest rates. If you get a long-term HUD loan, 35-year loan today, 3% interest, it's assumable. You're really selling uh, into that increased interest rate environment. You're selling the loan as much as the real estate. So if you can lock in those rates on a 10-year Freddie Mac loan, a 35-year HUD loan, uh, I think you're going to be just fine and actually, you, you may profit from it. That's a very good uh, tip. And, you know, and you've got that turnaround background. So those type of properties that need a lot of turnaround, they don't scare you. You know how to do it. So you know, if you're buying those type of properties, make sure you know what you're getting into, that you have the, the talent and, and the experience to do it. And, Jerry, you said you're in the market. Uh, where, what types of properties does somebody bring you? Our sweet spot is uh, 10 to 20 years old. that mm-hmm. uh, has a story, as Norman says, a reason, a motivated buyer. Uh, repositioning, uh, and that would be our, our sweet spot. Maybe a, we look still at location. We would love a A minus location and a B minus asset. Uh, and they're continuing. The, one of the things that happened very quickly is the is the, is the markets moved down into that that area. It's, it's now getting more and more crowded. Okay. And Andy, what are you seeing in your practice? Uh, what's popular? What are people really looking to buy? <clears throat> Um, I'm seeing a lot of demand just in town. Uh, you know, obviously your Class A 
uh, apartment or uh, core assets continue to be strong. Um, as those rents get high and as the rents get high in some of the Class C properties, you'll get we're seeing a lot of growth in the Class B markets in some of the fringe areas um, as tenants are starting to be co- a little bit more cost conscious and looking for more value in the rents. Um, I think there's a real real strong demand and, and growth future for Class B. Um, but, you know, anything Class C in-town markets, core locations, um, especially stuff in the 20s or 30s era, vintage, unique properties, those always do, tend to sell extremely quickly um, and generally at low cap rates. So, you know, obviously cap rates go up as, as you get into more deferred maintenance or, you know, other stuff like that. But uh, just anything in town or just core areas is pretty strong right now. So you guys think uh, the investment market for apartments is going to stay really hot uh, as well again in 2013 as it was in 2012? A lot of activity? I think it will, but I think uh, I think my feeling is it's going to start moving to the areas of real estate that have not come back, whether it be retail or office, because the uh, risk-reward ratios are beginning to, to shift. The uh, pricing that we're seeing on properties is, is just escalated. We're seeing beauty contests where, you know, uh, Properties are getting 20 legitimate offers. So I think uh, there's plenty, There's equity. Uh, mm-hmm. Right now there's probably in some ways there's plenty of equity, in some ways too much equity. Andy, you think it'll be a hot year for investment sales in the apartment industry? Yeah, I think it'll continue. Um, again, like I said, there's strong demand and there, there is a lot of competition, um, which is uh, obviously driving supply down. So it's, uh, it's very competitive right now. Um, so bring cash and... and- yeah, those, <laughs> those with cash tend to win those uh, beauty contests. All right, we're, we're going to take a quick break here. We'll have more intel for you on the apartment market. I'm Michael Bull. This is the Commercial Real Estate Show. We'll be right back. Sometimes opportunity comes along because you're at the right place at the right time. A commercial redevelopment site on Peachtree Street in Buckhead, Atlanta, appraised for $7.5 million, is now available for $5 million. For more information, visit the homepage at bullrealty.com or call 800-408-BULL. Welcome back. I'm Michael Bull, and this is the Commercial Real Estate Show. Today, we're discussing the U.S. apartment market with Jerry Wilkinson, Andy Lunsberg, and Norman Ratto. And guys, the apartment industry has taken a page from the hotel and airline industries with computer software to to set rents, sometimes on a daily basis. Is revenue management software helping improve performance for operators, Jerry? Yes, I think clearly is if it's if it's uh, properly used. I think one of the things that's happening in our industry, and this is an indication, is the technology is catching up, and the level of sophistication in the management side is is much more important. And 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 with that, even how you advertise, whether it be social media, uh, the ways that our our business is changing is extremely rapidly, uh, and this is just one other indication. Of, of, of ways is how you determine rents. There's a training issue with people on site. It's a different concept. Uh, residents who call one day and get a price and come back the next aren't always happy when it goes up. So I think it's a systematic way to, uh, if properly implemented, to maximize rents. And I think, frankly, it's part of the reason that uh, in the last two or three years has been significant increases, double-digit increases in some markets in rent, is they were using 
this yield yield maintenance type of of system. So if properly used, I think it it will and continues to to work. Yeah, I think it's interesting when you know you have a manager who starts getting a relationship, doesn't want those apartments to turn, and they don't want to increase those rents on renewals. But if they can say, well, the computer says you know have to do it. Sorry, you know this is the market now, and we have to go to market, right? So so Norman, what do you see out there? Are you guys using them? We're not. We mm-hmm. may one day, but mm-hmm. when we're when again we're using dealing with distressed properties, we're raising rents to the market, and uh, we don't need anyone else to manage that for us. But we're actually buying those stories we talked about. We're buying properties that uh, where they use the yield star type of uh, software, uh, where it was mismanaged, and instead of managing uh, the uh, the software, the software was managing the managers, and mm-hmm. and uh, so rents were really going down. And you could see hundred dollar swings on the same unit type uh, day by day, just because one unit you may be ninety nine percent leased in one unit. Was on the market two days. They dropped the rent one hundred dollars. You got to. So you prop- see that. And yeah, you got to properly manage it. it. We're at the end of the show, guys. A quick tip, Jerry. Well, a tip is to get involved in your local apartment association. As chairman of the National Apartment Association, and my involvement in Georgia and Atlanta has been one of the most fulfilling things to give back to the industry to get involved in your local organization. Good tip, Norman. Quick tip. I appreciate your service, Jerry. And the the one letter, B B class. 2013, this is the year. Okay, Andy, quick tip. Uh, yeah, if you're an owner, it's a great time to sell. Um, if you're a buyer, take advantage of those low interest rates and buy now. Okay, well, gentlemen, thanks for joining us today and sharing your insight with our listeners. We sure appreciate it. For more information from anyone on the show today, you can find their contact information at the show website, commercialrealestateshow.com. I have a question for you as a listener. Will you join us next week? We'll be discussing the recent tax changes and how they will affect commercial real estate. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Michael Bull. Until next week, be sure that you always lead, learn, and laugh, and join us for the Commercial Real Estate Show. The Commercial Real Estate Show is made available by professionals at Cone Resnick. BB&T, France Media, and Bull Realty. For more information about these companies or to access additional show podcasts or videos, visit commercialrealestateshow.com.